Praise the Lord, church. Good to be in Newark tonight. Good to have my wife with me. My daughter's not with me. She's probably watching online, but uh, we miss her tonight. But I want to give honor to Pastor and Sister Showstrand. We love you all so much. And uh, I know I say this every time I'm here, but I don't get to say it enough that we wouldn't be where we're at if it wasn't for these two folks right here. Two of the great, you all are a blessed, blessed, blessed church. And uh, we just love them and thank you for sharing them with us. I appreciate that. And I also want to give honor to Bishop and Sister Shostrand today. Thank you so much. But I came to preach. I came with a word today. How many is ready to hear the word of the Lord? How many is ready to... How many is ready to leave here a little bit different than you come in? Amen. I am. I am. First Kings chapter 18. I'm going to, we're going to get into this quick, okay? I won't be long tonight, but I do have a word. First Kings chapter 18 in verse, starting in verse 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went went up to eat and to drink and Elijah went uh, up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and he said to his servants, go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And I have been at that place before. I've been at the place of nothing. <laughs> and I think some of you all have been to that place. Some of you in here today is at the place of nothing. You are at nothing. You have prayed and nothing happened. You have fasted and nothing happened. You, you, you've been there. You've done that. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Some of you have prayed your best prayers and absolutely nothing's happened. Some of you have been praying for backslidden family members and loved ones and prodigals for years and years and years. You've cried, you've cried buckets of tears. You, you have saturated this altar with tears praying for lost loved ones. And, and you're still at the place of nothing. And I want to say this, to, let, let's move on. Some of you in here have also looked for a healing, prayed for a healing. Nothing has happened. Let's finish this scripture. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare the chariots and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heavens was black and the clouds and the wind and there was a great rain and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance 
of Jezreel. I, I want to talk to you just for a little bit today about praying. About praying again. Making sure you continue to pray. In this hour and in this day that we're in, we need to pray like we have never prayed before. I, I'm talking, li listen, we're doing uh, something similar. We're doing 30 days of prayer and fasting in Belpre and in Parkersburg. And I've told both churches today, we are going to continue it. It's not going to be a 30-day prayer and fasting. We're going to do this the whole year of 2021. We're not, we don't have, the church cannot stop praying. We have got to continue this. Listen, there's a world out there that's depending on our prayers in here. They're, they're needing us. My family needs it that's not in church. There's some folks out there that need our prayers that we're praying and fasting in here. It's time that we be committed like we have never been committed before. Committed to prayer. Committed to church. Committed to fasting. Committed to winning the lost. Committing to teaching Bible studies like we have never done before it's time it is time you know I just like pastor has said man my phone has been bombarded I mean I have heard you name this story and I've heard it I've heard there's troops in Mexico and there's troops in Canada and they're gonna fix it I've heard all this bunch of baloney and let me tell you something. I, I really believe this. I believe that that's a trick of the devil to pull my eyes off of what I need to have it on. That I need, my job is, is to depopulate hell and to populate heaven. That is what I was put here to do. I was put here to win souls. I was put here to pray for the lost. I was put here for a reason. And it isn't to worry. It isn't to have fear. I was put here to have a move of God and to win souls like I've never done before. You see, he, he prayed again. Go back up seven times. Nothing was there. Go back up. Go back up seven times. On the seventh time, he said, you know what? There's a cloud. Come back and said, hey, there's a cloud way off in the distance. It's not much a one. But, but when I put my hand out like this, it's about the size of my hand. You know what Elijah said? He said, you know what? It's getting a chariot. I got to go. I got, I, it's getting ready to rain. The storms are coming. The rains are coming. I got news for you. You need to look out in the horizon. You need to see what's going on in our society right now. And look and see that cloud and say, oh, come on, honey. We got to pray. We got to fast. Revival's coming. Revival's coming like we've never seen. We've got to pray. I want to encourage you today. Never stop praying. Don't stop. You have came too far to stop. My daughter, if she was here, I'd have her sing tonight. She had 16 years, she just turned 16. The boys don't even think about it. Just thought I'd lay that out there for you. A couple years maybe. Come back and talk. Me, not her. But, see, she's had lung issues her, pretty much her whole life.
and she's got doctors in Cleveland Clinic, specialists, pediatric pulmonologists. And I remember long about probably seven or eight years old, we went up there and the doctors, I'll never forget, I may have told you all this before, but I'll never forget the doctor come in one day and told my wife and me that, you know, her lung function is at 40%. All her lungs are functioning. Every time her lungs work, she's only getting 40% of what a child her age is getting. And they said, if this continues, she is going to be on oxygen when she's 16, and she'll have to have a lung transplant by 18. This was Cleveland Clinic. And so we started praying, of course, and we uh, went back, go every three months, went back, and I just knew that it was going to be better. The next time we went up there, it was at 35%. It had dropped even worse. She was hospitalized for a week. Two or three days into it, we didn't even know if she was going to make it. We prayed. I'll never, I'll never forget praying. Lord, I don't care what you do. Don't let my baby die. I'll never forget that. I want to tell you something. I prayed like I'd never prayed before. Don't let anything happen to my baby. Lord, keep her. Lung transplant when it's 18. I don't, it don't, Lord, just bring her through this situation right here, right now. The last time we was at Cleveland Clinic, or previous to the pandemic, she was checked and her lungs is doing better. They was at 75, I believe 75 or 78 percent. It was better. Well, see, it all changed when she asked for a keyboard for Christmas one year. She wanted to learn to play and sing because she wanted to sing and play in church. Immediately, her lungs, I was like, honey, I don't know that you can do it. She goes, Dad, I can do it. Okay. Her lungs started getting better as she started playing and singing at church. I watched God do a work in her lungs. She's been having issues breathing while she's singing here. And the doctor, her specialist thinks, well, it might be a vocal cord issue. So we go back up, make a long story short, they did a lung function test. The, the doctor, the pediatric pulmonologist walks in and says, guys, there is nothing wrong with her lungs now. Her lungs are functioning perfectly fine. I want to, that has never happened. Never, ever, 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 ever happened. They said her lungs is fine. They're functioning fine. They said depending on what the other doctor says, we're going to start backing her off some medication. Hmm. We went to the next building to the vocal cord specialist and walked in there and he questioned for a long time, questions and checked and questions and checked. And he come back out and let me tell you, it was, a, it was a bittersweet day when the specialist said, her lungs is fine. I was like, yes. And then I'm worried it has to be the vocal cords. What could be wrong there? come out of there and the vocal cord specialist said you know what it's it's 
there's nothing wrong with her vocal cords. It's just acid. It's acid reflux. I'm going to give you a medication that's going to take care of that. Let me tell you something. I kept on praying and I kept on praying and I kept on praying and I kept on fasting and seeking God. I've done that for 15 years, honey. And I didn't stop when the, when the test results got worse and worse. I kept on praying. I kept on going back up. I kept on going back up. And you know what? I prayed again. I didn't stop praying. I came to ask you, are you going to pray again? Are you going to seek God again? Because off in the distance, honey, is a cloud the size of a man's hand. If I would have not prayed last week, would her miracle have came this week? Think about that. If I would have stopped praying last week, would her miracle have came this week? You can't answer that and I can't either. All I got to tell you, we have got to pray like we have never prayed before. Let this ring so true in our lives. Let me tell you something. I don't want to stop short of a miracle. I don't want to stop short of revival in Belpre. I don't want to stop praying short of revival in Parkersburg. And I came here to tell you, Newark, don't stop praying short of a revival of biblical proportions in Newark. Because honey, it's coming. There's a cloud off in the distance the size of a man's hand. I just wish somebody would get this thing. Oh, some of, the, some of the prodigals that you've been praying for, I got news for you. Look off in the distance. It might seem grim right now, but honey, off in the distance is that cloud. They're coming. I'm believing it. They're on their way home, honey. You know, how many, I get to thinking this sometimes, how many revivals have been sacrificed because churches gave up in prayer? How many miracles have been forfeited because people got tired of praying? How many healings have came up short? How many signs and wonders didn't happen because we stopped praying? I want to tell you today, we have got in 2021, listen, walk out these doors. It is a mess out there. It is a mess everywhere we go. Prayer is all we've got. We're getting ready to get out of this place in the way of the eastern sky. It's getting ready to roll back. He's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle, with the lamps trimmed and filled with oil. Let me tell you, he's coming back for a praying church. He's not coming back for a church that's setting we've got to be on fire we've got to pray like we have never prayed before listen I have made up my mind I've told you before when it came to my daughter I wasn't going to quit praying until a healing came or Jesus came back one or the other was going to happen and I knew that either way it was going to be a win-win but I wasn't going to stop praying. I told you maybe last time I was here, I got a son that's not in church. And guess what? Pray for him every single day. I want to tell you, I refuse to quit praying till I see revival in every family member in my, in my life. And, I, and every single child. I, I'm going to have revival. I'm not going to stop praying till I have revival. Yeah. 
I want to tell you, some of you, it's time that we get some fight in us. It's time that we, it's time that we square our shoulders and raise our head and say, you know what? There is nothing, nothing that's going to stop me from praying. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I'm not going to quit praying until my family's here. I'm not going to quit praying until backsliders walk through the door. I went down a list in our church and Parkersburg I was reading down a, we have a charter board and was, I started writing names down of folks that I knew that wasn't in church that I knew was still alive there was at least 125 that I know of that's still in the city and not attending church I have made it a goal to pray for every single one. To reach out to every single one. It's my job. It's my job. It's what I was called to do. It's what you was called to do. You was called to pray. You was called to seek. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep on coming back. I'm going to keep on knocking until I get an answer or the trumpet blows. I'm not going to be hindered and I'm not going to be stopped. Listen, the devil, I believe the devil thought, hey, I got him down. I've got them. Listen, COVID came around and I, man, I've got them. I've got them. Listen, they can't get within six feet of each other now. They, they have to wear a mask. I can muzzle them. And, and they, they can't talk to Listen, I've shut the church up. They can't witness. Oh, honey, guess what? He was totally wrong. He can't take my prayer. He can't take my praise. He can't take my worship. He's not going to muzzle the church. He thought he had us. He thought he was going to discourage us. He thought we would quit. He thought we would give up. He thought we would, we would give in. But listen, he was wrong. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to refuse the answers. I'm going to keep on praying until my family is here. I'm going to keep on praying until Belpre has revival. I'm going to keep on praying until Parkersburg has revival. And honey, I promise you, I won't stop praying until it happens right here in Newark. I won't stop praying until you all are running four services on a Sunday because there's too many people to get in the house in one service. He, Let me tell you, pastor might have to preach three services the same thing because there's so many people. You might not believe it, but I believe it. I'm praying for it. Revival of biblical proportion. I've came to this revelation that my God is amazing. My God is awesome. And I don't believe that when the trumpet sounds, that he's going to take a church out of here that's weaker than it started. I just don't believe that. I, I, I can't find anywhere in the scripture where he ends up less than what he started. He's going to be greater than, than when it started. Let me tell you, we're getting ready to walk in to the season. The former and the latter rain are getting ready to come together in the same season. The, the, the reaper is going to overtake the sower. We're getting ready to go in to that season. We can't get lackadaisical. We can't get calm. We have got to pray. We have got to seek his face. We have got to intercede on behalf of backsliders in our cities. Will you pray again?
He did. Listen to this. Elijah. Elijah was probably one of the greatest heroes of the faith in the scripture. He, he was a prophet. He marched in front of the wicked king Ahab and declared that he said, he said, he declared until he said otherwise that there wouldn't be any rain or dew in the land. And, and so it was for three and a half years. And, but, but that wasn't just the only powerful moment that they witnessed. Down by the brook Cheroth, a raven brought bread and meat every morning and evening. And we know about the, the, the barrel, the cruise of oil that never ran dry. And, and we could talk about Mount Carmel. We, we, we could talk about all of this. We could talk about the whirlwind that, that he was taken up in the fiery chair. We could talk about all of that. But let's see what the New Testament says about it. James chapter 5 and verse 18. Elijah was known for so much. One of the most, I feel that he was one of the most amazing and dynamic people in the Old Testament. I just, I, I, he fascinates me. I like reading about him. I like studying about him. But you go over into the New Testament. He wasn't known for, he wasn't talked about the fiery chariot in the New Testament. They wasn't talking about, they wasn't talking about miracles that happened in, in the New Testament. They wasn't talking, the New Testament doesn't talk about that. But in James chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruits. Let me tell you, he was known for getting down to business with God and praying again we want to have revival we have got to pray again we if we, if we don't have revival this Sunday honey we got we got six more days to pray about it and come next Sunday we're gonna have revival and we're gonna have a move of God he was known for praying again it didn't know about the raising of the dead or the raven or, or any of that he prayed again and listen, think about this. He goes to the top of Mount Carmel, prays for rain. He prays for the miraculous to happen. He prays for an answer. But the first time he prayed, nothing happened. How many times has somebody prayed for something and it didn't happen? And that was the last time they prayed about it. We've all been there a time or two. He prayed and nothing happened. You got to understand, hasn't seen rain in three and a half years. But he prayed again. And again. And again. And again. And on the seventh time, the man came back and said, listen. I, I, it's not a whole lot. But it's only about the size of my hand. I can cover it up with my hand. That's all he needed. Honey, hook up the horses. Get the chariots ready. It's time to take a trip. I, there's a rain coming. There's a storm coming. I wish some of you would get some fight in your prayer and say, you know what? There's a revival coming in my family. There's a revival coming in my church. I can already see it off in the distance. A cloud the size of a man's hand. I'm going to pray again. I'm going to seek him again. I'm going after this thing. I came to have revival. No matter what, we have got 
to pray again. I've came to the conclusion if we don't pray again, if we don't knock again, if we don't seek again, if we don't ask again, if we don't keep on praying, the devil wins. If my prayer life lacks, the devil wins. It's simple. I mean, there's, there's nothing, there's no mathematical formula about this. I don't believe we're going to trip and accidentally fall into heaven. I believe we're going to get there intentionally because we've done what the Bible said. But I want to say this right now. It is time. It is time. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face, and pray, and I'll hear from heaven, and I'll heal their land. Let me, that is the answer to the problems out there. Not conspiracy theories. Church, pray. You see, Elijah had a clear sky. Some of you is in here this morning. You prayed about a problem and nothing's changed. I'm talking to you. Are you going to pray again or are you done? Are you going to, you throwing the towel in? I'm done. No more praying. I'm tired of wasting my breath on it. It hadn't happened for, it hadn't happened for years. I don't think it's going to happen now. Pray again. Pray again. Do you understand Elijah? He could have stopped. What would have happened if on the sixth time he would have stopped? He said, you know what? It hasn't worked yet, but I just don't have any more in me. I don't have any more rejection. I don't have any more in it. I don't have enough in me. I don't have enough prayer or fight left in me. Clear sky. But the seventh time, servant went up. Elijah jumped up and said, you better get ready. It's going to rain. The answer was waiting. The answer was there. The answer that I've been praying about. The miracle that I've been looking about. And I want to tell you today, I've been praying for 15 years for my daughter Marley. And this Thursday, this Thursday in Cleveland Clinic at the Creel Building, I got an answer off in the distance that was a cloud the size of a man's hand. I can't tell you. How many days? I went back a lot more than seven times seven times seven times seven. I got news for you. Let's keep on praying. Let's move. It's time. How many wants revival? <laughs> Centuries later, in the New Testament, it didn't say Elijah who rose the dead. It didn't say Elijah that provided meal and oil. But what it did say is Elijah, his circumstances could not discourage him. The lack of an answered prayer didn't stop him. The lack of an unanswered prayer, he kept on going back. He kept on going back. He kept on going back. Listen, I, I had a lady in our church in Belpre. She came to the altar every Wednesday and every Sunday and was praying. Last first one in the altar, last one out of the altar. She was seeking the Holy Ghost and she would just, she got all upset. I don't know why God's not filling me with the Holy Ghost. 
I told her, I said, you repented of your sins. You was baptized in his name. And it says, and he shall fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's his job to fill you. It's your job to keep on praying and keep on seeking. Let me tell you something. About 10 months later, she came to an altar and threw her hands up in the air and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. What would have happened if she would have stopped nine months in? She's doing great to this day. What would have happened? You got to pray again. It's time that we get back in to the altars. <clears throat> you say you sound old-fashioned. I grew up old. I think I kind of am old-fashioned. My wife, sometimes she'll say, you act like you're 60. No, no offense to anyone. But when she tells me that, I say thank you. I'm, that makes me happy. Makes me happy. Listen, we have got, it's time church. Listen, I, I experience it, I experience it in Parkersburg and Belpre. We, have, we sing for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We preach for 20 or 30 minutes and we come to an altar, an altar call and we're there 10 minutes. It's the shortest part. It's the shortest part of our service. Second to take an up offering. Let me tell you, we want to see that cloud. You want to see that cloud? It's time that we tarry in an altar. Tarry until something breaks spiritually. How many's ever been in an altar and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and long about 20 minutes into it, something just broke and a whole wave of, of the power and the presence of God swept in. How many's ever been there? When's the last time we tarried? When's the last time we seek God like that? It's time that we get in an altar and we stay in an altar and we pray in the altar. Things happen when you keep praying. <clears throat> Things happen when you keep praying. As we're all standing, musicians are coming. Oh, why don't you make an altar somewhere? This altar's open. Why don't you make an altar somewhere in Terry? Will you pray again, church? Newark is depending on your prayers. If you don't do it, who will? Your loved ones, your prodigals, the folks that 
over the years that have just stopped living it walked out their attendance got sporadic and they just fell through the cracks they're depending on you will you pray again will you seek him again listen church Jesus is coming back I believe that on the edge of heaven, Gabriel is standing there with a trumpet to his lips. I believe we're that close to the eastern sky being split wide open. It's time for the church to stop patty caking and start seeking. It's time that we intercede. It's time that we root ourselves into an altar and not move until we have an answer. Lord, here I am. I'm an empty vessel. But I'm a willing vessel. Use me. Use me. I'll pray again. Oh, hallelujah. This altar's open. You can come up here. You can find a place to pray. There's people out there depending on you in here. Halabo shikata ye ye maha. Ikotora mashi.